Hello and welcome to another episode of Metasite Kicks. My name's Liv. This is M. M. Say hi. What's up? And today we're talking about poltergeists. M. did the research. I did not. We made a video. You should go check it out. And I think I talked to two poltergeists when we were recording in some sort of weird fashion or format. So, yeah. So, you want to get into what you thought a poltergeist was? Because if you guys don't know, we're psychic mediums and we like to do this thing called psychic chicken where we go over spiritual paranormal topics where one person does all of the research and the other person knows nothing. So it was an experience sitting in M's back bedroom, looking at some weird creepy duty head man soul spirit that's like, I'm dead now. And because I was a duty head when I was alive, now I decide to haunt people. Poltergeist. And then the other one was more of some sort of weird spiritual being that's like, I am the manifestation of all of your scariness. And I was like, well, that's cool. So uh, I think the general consensus was that through both confusing weird things of one thing looking like a human and the other one looking like a Nightmare Before Christmas character was that a poltergeist is not just a noisy ghost. It is a manifestation of one's fears of something, someone, or a situation. Is that the only thing that you got? You were telling me about witches in the video. Yeah, but that wasn't right, so. Oh, got you. Okay, well, I'll get into what a poltergeist is then. So, uh, the idea of a poltergeist was actually originated during the spiritualist movement in America. And I feel like a lot of people are confused as to what said poltergeist is because I don't think people who created the word really know what it means either. So, to get into what the actual word means, what Poltergeist is defined as it's a German word that means rumbly or noisy ghost or spirit. So in German language, poltern means to make sound or to rumble and geist means ghost or spirit. So a lot of people in our like previous videos kept telling me that poltergeist doesn't mean noisy ghost, but it in fact does mean noisy ghost. However, a lot of people, like I just said, are very confused by the term of what does that, in fact, mean. I feel like our little instrument thingy for ghost hunting, the polter tune, the motion-activated weird music box thing, should in fact then be called a geist tune, because polter just means noisy and tune means music, so noisy sound. I think if they were going for the right thing, they should put geist tune, because then it's ghost sound, but... Whatever. Actually, I think the name is pretty accurate since it just makes noise all the time for no reason. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> Would not recommend. So, a poltergeist is usually defined as something that makes noise. So, most claims of poltergeists show them as being capable of pinching, biting, hitting, tripping people. They also are depicted as being capable of movement or levitation of objects, such as furniture, cutlery which again i think is funny because i like how they had to define the fact that knives would be thrown at your head or noises such as knocking on doors and this also includes foul smells that could be associated to poltergeist occurrences that's hilarious why if i was a poltergeist i would just cut the cheese float biscuits at every point in time people would be like what is that smell it's me haunting you so the difference between a poltergeist and just like a regular spirit 
it's usually defined as a poltergeist is something that traditionally has been described to cause trouble or hauntings towards a specific person instead of a specific location. And it's not something that lasts very long. Poltergeist activity is usually temporary, happening for a few months to a few years. Whereas a haunting of a location, generally it stays in a haunted sort of way. But what's weird with poltergeist, traditionally... It is thought that preteen girls are more affected, and I say it for sexist reasons. So there's a whole bunch of different stories and different movies that are created for, like, poltergeist activities. So if you guys have ever watched, like, Carrie, where she has the ability to move things with her mind because she's going through a very hard teenage girl life. But it is believed... That teenage girls, when they're going through puberty, they have more of these like hard suppressed emotions that they subconsciously express paranormal activity. I don't know. For why the use of that. throwing cutlery with their mind. I literally don't know why people and farting to girls. And then running away. And everyone's like, it's a poltergeist. Yeah. So there's a couple of beliefs of what a poltergeist is. So the first one is that it's like not necessarily a conscious being. It's a energy from some sort of source. So in this case, it would be from the preteen girls. And then there's the other belief that it is possibly caused by an actual spirit. And I honestly think that the reason this is so confusing is because no one can see what a poltergeist is because people that created these terms use equipment instead of our like psychic mediums are not able to see things so it's confusing the term poltergeist because like uncle lou is also throwing cutlery around would that make him a noisy ghost i don't know so this is what the paranormal community may think a poltergeist is and this is what i've been told like long, long time ago. I have a lot of bias as to what a poltergeist is. So what people talk about is it's usually an entity or an energy source that is caused by someone that may be a little bit sensitive. And when I say sensitive, it's usually someone that has a sensitivity to spirit. So they may be a psychic or they may have um, like metaphysical abilities in some way shape or form like being a medium or things like that however they are unaware of these abilities and they almost like try to suppress them and it's usually someone that's going through some sort of traumatic event they are usually like bullied or they have some sort of abuse going on and that's where they are trying to suppress all of these very strong emotions now, this goes into the metaphysical sensitive sort of sort of aspect because that's the energy that's being portrayed outwardly. So they have this theory that is known as spontaneous reoccurring psychokinetic, psychokinetic energy, psychokinesis. So is that like spontaneous combustion? Your psychic kinetic energy basically like runs around the room and throwing crap around. Like cutlery? <laughs> yeah, like cutlery. It's kind of like an unconscious thing that happens because it's very much you're trying to suppress these emotions. So you're basically like manifesting this energy 
in association to the negative feelings or negative associations to whatever trauma is going on around this specific person. A good example of this, if you guys have ever watched Harry Potter, because again, you have to watch Harry Potter to understand anything that comes out of my mouth. In Fantastic Beasts, there is a character that tries to suppress his magic in a similar way of how people talk about people who are sensitive trying to suppress that type of energy. And this character has specifically is trying to suppress the magic in him. And because he's trying to do so in this negative manner, it almost becomes expressed outwardly in what they refer to as an obscurious. And it's literally this like dark cloud of electric energy that moves things around and destroys things. I feel like they got that idea directly from what people think a poltergeist is. Now, like I just said, many people believe that spirits of the dead are also responsible for poltergeist activity. And I honestly, again, believe it's because people don't know the difference because it's not something that is visibly seen. So they can confuse it with like Uncle Lou moving something across the room. But with poltergeist activity, like I said, it's temporary and it usually starts with very minor incidences. So if you guys have ever watched paranormal activity where it's just like knocks that are unexplained or like voices that are unexplained and then it gets worse and worse and worse where there's actually cutlery being thrown across the room. That is usually how poltergeist activity manifests in a house. It is very small and then gets worse and worse and worse. But it is in fact temporary. It usually will go away after a certain amount of time. And I have two examples of these poltergeist activities. The first one is the Chilliwack poltergeist in Canada. And it was only active for about two months during 1951 to 1952. And during this time, the poltergeist produced loud, violent hammerings on the wall accompanied by flying objects. Same. And then the second example that I have is the Brother Dolly case. This case of poltergeist activity, it ranged from weird phenomena like stains, carvings of images, and Welsh words, generally of the religious nature. And this persisted for several years. So it could happen for a few months to a few years. Do you know if it was linked to the people living there, though? Because, like, if the people for the... I don't know, Patty Whack Poltergeist is uh, just because those people lived there for two years with the girl. And then the other one, they lived there for seven years. I don't know. Oh. I don't think that's what they mean. Because the other two famous cases that I have, obviously the girl didn't like leave, <laughs> like yeah. leave the family. It just stopped. So I don't know. I mean, I understand why it's stopping. It's because poltergeists don't have a lot of energy because they're trying to be manifestations of negative energy or positive energy and they don't have enough to continue existing but i don't know what people believe is happening i don't know you said that it's associated to people not places so i just wanted to know what happened to the people since the place is not haunted anymore so well i'm not saying did they stop getting bullied well i'm not saying the place stopped being haunted the person it's probably associated to the person that whatever you know what i'm saying yeah they still live there yeah but I it just, just stopped wanted to know why oh well 
because poltergeist activity is temporary. <laughs> okay. So there are a couple famous cases of poltergeist. The first one is called the Enfield poltergeist. And this is actually one of the most famous poltergeist cases that happened in the UK with the Hodgkins family and their newly accompanied council house in Enfield, North London. So this happened between 1977 and 1979, and it was the scene of demonic voices, objects moving without explanation, levitation, and strange noises. I always really like the uh, explanation of poltergeist activity because it sounds really dramatic, which it probably is, but it's also really funny. <laughs> now, these events are focused on the two teenage daughters, which was Margaret and Janet. However, I specifically believe that they uh, focused the idea that the poltergeist activity was coming from Janet, who was 11 at this time. And this case, there were several reliable witnesses that observed the phenomena. These witnesses included police constable, press photographers, and investigators from the Society of Cyclical Research. While investigators did some, like, evidence and found some, like, pranks and fakery, it was believed that many of the incidents were actually genuine. Now, the second famous case that I have pulled up is that of the Bell Witch, which, if you guys have watched, like, Sam and Colby, they did a video specifically on the Bell Witch, which I have not watched yet, but it is a popular case that people are aware of. The Bell Witch is one of the oldest poltergeist-related tales in the U.S., and the Bell Witch is a huge part of Tennessean folklore, and it revolves around the Bell family. So, in particular, their teenage daughter, Betsy, who was scratched and bruised by this entity. And with these two cases, there was 100 years between the two. However, it was similarly focused on their 11-year-old daughter. So, in the Enfield case, it was Janet who was 11, and in the Bell Witch case, it was associated to Betsy, who was also 11. Now, there Maybe are- it's like 11-11, make a wish. <laughs> no, it's just pre-teens. 11-11. It's the pre to the teenage years. So there are a lot of explanations of what could possibly be happening on a scientific basis. And these explanations, there is a cyclical researcher called Frank Podmore who proposed the naughty little girl theory for poltergeist activity. So a lot of people believe that at this age, these teenage girls or these pre-teenage girls wanted to create a disturbance in order to gain attention from their parents or otherwise. So it sounds like very weird, like toddler things that this ghost is doing. So they associated back to a child making disturbances. So there is a skeptical investigator. His name is Joe Nickel. And he claims that the poltergeist activity, again, is originated from an individual who's motivated to cause mischief, but it's not actually a paranormal experience. It is just a child that is trying to get attention. Now, there's also other explanations of poltergeist activity that are generally associated to psychology. So there is the idea that people just forget where they put things. So if you put your flashlight on the counter and then you like left the room and then Timmy, 
who is a real person, move the flashlight to the table and you walk back in there and you're like, oh my God, poltergeist activity. Or if you like always put your keys on the table, but for whatever reason today you put your keys on the cookie jar, your brain might say, I thought I put my keys on the table. Someone moved the keys to the cookie jar. That type of thing in regards to memory loss. There's also things that could be happening in regards to like mental illness, in regards to like you may be having hallucinations or delusions that could cause you to perceive things being banged around or having these noises. There's also physical explanations of what could possibly be happening. People believe that there is the possibility that seismic activity could be causing things to move around. So if there is any like minor earthquakes that could move the objects in a house, there's also belief that the water turbulence underneath the house could cause the structure to start moving. However, there's been like research in regards to that and it's not able to move objects across the room sort of thing. It's just rumbles it a little bit there's also the idea of wind pushing it over or like the house settling so if someone puts i don't know a round object on the edge of a staircase and it's sitting there for a few days or a few minutes and then it just starts falling down the stairs it's not necessarily a poltergeist moving it it could be some sort of physical evidence of maybe there's a window across the way Or maybe the house sort of moved or you hit a spot in the floor that caused the ball to move down the floor, down the stairs. So there's a whole bunch of different physical explanations of what could possibly be happening. However, what do you believe, Liv? What is actually a poltergeist? The manifestation of someone's scaredness, sadness, fear, whatever, to make their life interesting so that they have to deal with whatever makes them scared fearful or whatever yeah so we went to the bel air house and is that what you think a poltergeist is oh for sure because like you were saying stuff about like hauntings and hauntings are like things that stay with the house but poltergeists are things that affect certain people and i definitely think that the only thing that affects people at the bel air house really is uh poltergeist activity like the create your own haunting thing Yeah, so the things in the Bel Air house are poltergeisty because they feed off of the fears of people that go there. So we covered like manifestation and like how you can manifest things into existence. We did a podcast like that a while ago and Liv talks about this experiment where they get a quote unquote haunted location In this haunted location, they made up a fictional character that never existed. And they put, like, investigators into the house. And the only piece of information that they gave them was, this is their name. They are said to be haunting this location. And people would come back with the exact story that these people created in regards to this fictional character. So it's a very similar thing that's going on in the Bel Air house in the sense of they are manifesting the fears associated to these stories. So the little Emily spirit, Emily is an actual soul. However, people are generally afraid of little child spirits for whatever reason. 
And because of that, they manifested the scary version of her. And the Bel Air house has enough dark energy from like some sort of dark entity that is able to manifest that fear or that little weird poltergeisty entity to then mess with people that believe that. Yeah. And you don't have to be there to help the manifestation of poltergeist activity. It's just more of like a collective thing because separation is an illusion. So the more people are scared of this house, the longer it's going to be quote unquote believed to be haunted. Are there actually human souls there? Yes. But is it something that's like the human soul that I talked about at the beginning of this podcast where they just want to cause trouble and be duty heads? No, not at all. (laughs) I had a fabulous conversation with someone in the kitchen at the Bel Air house and it was very normal, very normal people things. I think it's just the perception of something being scary. That is what poltergeist haunts the Bel Air house. Yeah, if you guys have ever watched Jujutsu Kaisen, because we talk about that a lot, they have curses that are not as powerful. So they like are the entities that say the same word over and over again, and they almost like don't have a consciousness because they don't have enough energy to do things. But the things that people are more afraid of, the special grade curses are the ones that look like actual people and they're the ones that can speak backwards or speak full sentences and it's because they have more energy because more people are afraid of them for longer yeah yeah it's similar to like our dragon podcast and our manifestation podcast where we talk about how a belief creates the energy surrounding it and that's how something becomes manifested into existence. Mm-hmm. I was reading about the bell, bell witch thing, poltergeist. It's interesting. It's It says that it's in the subcategory of spirits and its other names are Kate. <laughs> okay. Just the poltergeist name Kate. Jay chilling, the middle of Tennessee, messing with a family. Sounds like fun. Yeah, I think it's funny. So I guess it messed with everyone in the house, not just the little girl. The dad experienced temporary paralysis of speech. So I just was like, I can't talk anymore. I'm too scared. I'm doing scared guy shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I guess this uh, poltergeist, died. the thing would like speak full sentences and answer people's riddles and like questions that no one else would know and all of this other stuff. Weird. Yeah. I don't think it, I didn't read anything about smells. They like to use dogs like fighting and chains going across the floor and like pulling off the covers right as soon as you get warm. (laughs) What a bitch. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Some old lady and she would just like whisper her sweet evils to children and this family and people got nervous about it. There's that, there's something about an Indian burial ground being uh, disturbed too. So that's on par for spoopy things everyone's like it's in it's a native american burial ground always even in the 1817s it's Jesus. when it started gotta teach them young oh wow <laughs> so yeah that's what i got on poltergeist my dude i think another poltergeist case it, i guess like it could it could be considered a poltergeist case it's more of like a haunting case but i don't know it depends on how you want to see it but it's my favorite. It's called Jeffrey the Mongoose. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's about this old timey people that lived like on a prairie. And I'm sorry, I'm just remembering listening to this. So I don't know it for sure. 
mm-hmm. but there was this little girl that lived with her parents in the middle of nowhere. Little girl, like 11, 12, something like that. Yep. And they said that there was a spirit that lived in the walls of their cabin. Only in the walls. No one ever saw it. But it said its name Do was... people normally see spirits? Sometimes, yeah. That's why everybody thinks that when we say we see spirits, we actually physically see them. I don't know. So, well, I don't know if they ever actually saw Jeffrey the Mongoose. They only heard him because he was in the walls of their house. Mm-hmm. So, he was... A reincarnation of like a million year old soul from like somewhere in Nepal, India area. And he reincarnated into a spiritual mongoose, specifically in the walls of this house. He spoke like 14 different languages and was there to be like cosmically the most powerful being ever. Mongoose. It's a part of the like... I think it's like a part of the weasel family, like foxes and stuff. But okay. I know foxes are a part of the canine family. Mongooses are the things that like eat rattlesnakes. Got you. Yeah. They give zero fucks. So if your name's Jeffrey the mongoose, you give less than zero fucks because you're a reincarnated cosmic spiritual being of high essence in the walls of this old cabin. And uh, I guess he'd have full conversations with people. And then when he was done talking to the family, he would just say, Vanish! And that meant he wanted you to go away. Oh, you say that a lot? Yeah, I love it. It's great. <laughs> I just want to reincarnate as the cosmic power that is Jeffrey the Mongoose. Um, so I guess they ended up moving when the dad passed or something like that. But there's a lot of speculations that go into like M's theories of the reason this thing existed wasn't because Jeff the Mongoose actually was a real cosmic spiritual being of reincarnation epic proportions but because the little girl was bored didn't have any friends and lived in the middle of nowhere and she was a ventriloquist because i guess people caught her saying things but without moving her mouth (laughs) and uh, people from all over would come to like pay a nickel or something i think to experience jeff the mongoose they'd like leave things on the top of the rafters of their house to like feed him so okay I found this on the web for things on the top of the raptors of their house. Check it out. Is that my phone or yours? Thank you, MacBook things that's asking me for whatever's. Anyways, I wonder what things are on top of the rafters. Oh, it went away. Anyways, long story short, when the little kid moved away, the haunting stopped, just like poltergeist activity. And they think that it was actually the little girl who was just bored out of her mind, living with her parents in the middle of nowhere, couldn't go anywhere, and was like, I'm going to create this guy and become the world's best ventriloquist. And now I want to be possibly the amalgamation of a bored child's dream. I think you can manifest a uh, poltergeist. Name Jeff the Mongoose? You fit the bill. You can name him whatever you want. (laughs) No, it has to be exactly the same. Well, that's unoriginal. That's okay. Makes me happy. You got anything else about poltergeist? Have you ever experienced a poltergeist? Dun, dun. I mean, we went to the Bel Air house, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't count. We went somewhere to do that. I wasn't just like up in your home one day, Jay well, chilling. Mean, it's not going to be associated to me. Throwing cutlery at you. What, you think you're too good to manifest a poltergeist? No, huh? I think the opposite, love. Huh? <laughs> I guess you got to be real messed up to have a poltergeist. Or you need to have energy to have a poltergeist. <laughs> nah. Not me, you know. Do you guys like poltergeists? Let us know somewhere wherever podcast things can tell you stuff or just bother us on social media. 
I'm looking up a dad joke because you mm. know what you guys can do? You can uh, leave us a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts because that helps us out and uh, tell us a dad joke in your review. The last time I looked, you guys are really good at leaving reviews, but not dad jokes in your reviews. So I'm going to see if you guys left some new ones. And if you didn't, I'm going to be a little bit sad. Lovely reviews, but the lack of dad jokes makes me extremely sad. Poltergeist sad, in fact. No, 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 no. We have 90 episodes? Wow. Why do peppers make such good archers? Why are they so spicy? Because they habanero. I think mine's funnier. Thank you. so spicy? It literally says herbalicious. And the five-star review says silly boop heads. Why do peppers make such good archers? Because they habanero. No! Ha. Got it. So, yeah. We're going to... Smash his phone against table. Include all of you guys who are patrons, because we love you, until we get to 400. So, there's going to be about three and a half minutes of me mispronouncing your names on a non not purposeful way. Because we love you until we reach 400 of you. Only you can help prevent us from saying your names for three and a half minutes. And everyone else that isn't a patron, we also appreciate you because you listen to things, you watch things, you comment things, and you're very important. So never let anyone tell you you're not because you are. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs, five to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Actual reality, Miranda, Don, Tori, Lucas, Emily, Victor, Rosanna, Holly, Clara, Brooklyn, Dima, Royce, The Pear Freak, Angel, Calypso, Jordan, Mandy, Ashley, Sweetly, Lanny, Leah, Darian, Katie, Melina, Melissa, Twilina, Maddie, Andre, Kelsey, Sierra, Michelle, Taylor, Charlene, Emma, Michelle, Hannah, Shelly, Ray, Jeanette, Shawnissa, Casey, Amanda, Simon, Jonathan, Buzzy Bee, Jessica, Megan, Stephanie, Cynthia, Jalisa, Caroline, Cynthia, Stuart, B. Russell Sprout, Francesca, Moonlight, Jessica, Jada, Felicia, Destiny, Amy, P. Mandarin, Ziggy, Living Susie, Noel, Jocelyn, Leanna, Kate, Lee, Nancy, Chloe, Astral Heart, Jen, Cindy, Jojo, Lily, Anthony, Elizani, Trinity, Kara, Delilah, Judy, Hazuki, Byron, Chloe, Lena, Rob, Jennifer, Metric, Nancy, Christine, JT, Savannah, Ellie, JD, Sarah, Todd, Erica, the Flower Child, May, Isabel, Jeremy, Alex, Emily, Bethann, Maria, Haley, Idhara, Faith, Alex, Caitlin, Lori, Mercedes, Christine, Terry, Christina, Marie, U.S. Dutch Kitty, Sheba, Elise, Stephanie, Jay, Kiana, Tiger Lily, Chloe, Natalia, Michelle, Joshua, Miranda, Veronica, Parker, Jennifer, Brian, Lauren, Shun, Talia, Brianna, Salvatore, Hannah, Alexis, Aquarius, Natasha, Lizzie, 
Kat, Sydney, Ashley, Sharon, Melissa, Raggle Maggie, Tuesday, Sarah, Cole, Mama Llama, Danielle, Susie, Charlotte, Allie, Leslie, Danielle, Jason, Practical Sapphic, Samantha, Janice, Angelina, Emily, Justine, Kathy, Ashley, Gibby, TMQ927, Lexi, Petra, Sinji, Liam, Jay, Pumpkin, Lucas, the Spider Fanatic, Jasmine, Emily, Lacey, Jintair, Lanita, Kara, Sandrine, Kira, Jennifer, Paige, Samantha, Clarissa, Carly, Brittany, Miss Alice, Nelson, Sarah, Ashley, Sarah, Angie, Julie, Synth, Hannah, Ryan, Amy, Tasha, V, Shelly, Danielle, Jasmine, Julie, Brittany, Paige, Marin, Christina, Christopher, Connor, Alicia, Vanna, Amber, Sitlily, Courtney, Rita, Abril, Aki, Karina, Sergio, Asteria, Brandy, Gaymeyer, Brooke, Lee, Ashley, Dallas, Sarah, Alice, Gannon, Veronica, Chris, Emily, Meredith, Lindsay, Beth, Ashley, Annalie, Brandy, Rosora, Megan, Jessica, Yassi, Glow, Francesca, Amba, Brooke, Ellie, Flavende, Ocorona, Liliana, Anya, Abby, Sarah, April, Cassie, Joanne, Helen, Natalie, Alex, Sarah, Amanda, Tuna, Izzy, Alexa, Gokatsi, Sophia, Bria, Bees, Brittany, Kendall, Shandy, Riley, Riker, Lucretia, Kristen, Kima, Samantha, Erica, Ian, Vanessa, McKenna, Shannon, Cindy, Mev, Cass, Anthony, Violet, Peyton, Mac, Jenny, Laura, Bradley, Sandy, Nas, Sherry, Katie, Charles, Flo, Abby, and Malake. Anything else for the children? No. We are your meta sidekicks. Wow. Her video just went live. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, Bel Air Inception. I hope people like it. People do like it. That's good.